Hey y'all, welcome back to the Race of State. I'm Maddie K, and this week is uh, Conspiracy Week again. So recently, I was asked to be on and involved with a massive swap cast with some friends of the show, and I'd like to bring that to you now. So without any further ado, let's get weird. Anticipated Swapcast featuring the great flat earth expert, David Weiss. We've all wanted to hear what he has to say, get him on the show and our shows, have him lay out kind of the conversation starter. And we're going to just dig into this topic that so many people have asked us to. It's the, the Swapcast of the ages. So I'll just let everybody say what their shows are. And we'll get it started. I am Monica Perez of the Propaganda Report and the Drive Time News Blast. And our technical host, let's go that way. E. Willie, what you got? Hello, I'm E. Willie with Truth or Theory with my sidekick co-host, JP. We're excited to be here. Yep. Pumped. (laughs) Maddie, what you got? Hey, y'all. I'm Maddie Kay from Erase the State, and I am excited to get flat smacked today. Brian, Bri, the CE5 guy, tell us what you got. You got a little bit more to say, don't you? Because this is new. It is very new to me. I'm more here in a student mindset, uh, part of the Aliens and Ascension podcast. We haven't published our episodes yet, but that's coming soon. And yeah, I'm really honored to be here. Andy? You got to unmute. Come on, Andy. You got to unmute. Bottom left, Andy. Sorry, guys. I'm brand new to this. Um, I'm (laughs) joining Brian. Um, I'm also brand new to this. I met Brian through the CE5 program. Um, If if you want to know why I'm called Avian Andy, I'll be happy to tell you. That's a very long story. Um, And I'm just excited to uh, get involved in kind of this podcast community. All right. Let's do it. Dave, you want to, David, do you want to just dive in, share the screen, show us stuff. We're going to do audio and visual. So if we're going to post some video too, but for people who are just listening podcast wise, then we're going to try to, you're going to try to walk us through some of your visual aids. Are you not? I'm going to do my best, but I'm so excited to be here. Uh, Is it Bry, the the CES guy? You have a show called Aliens and Ascension? Yes, with (laughs) Amy and Andy over there. All right, so we're going to talk about aliens because... Aliens and flat earth merge together. There is, there is an explanation and it makes a lot of sense. Um, my name is David Weiss. My YouTube channel is the initials for deep inside the rabbit hole, just D-I-T-R-H. I specialize in short videos. Like when I put out a six minute video, people go, oh, a documentary, right? So my videos are short and to the point because to get somebody to listen that, you know, that ha- is just living with their lifelong programming of, flat earth, which is you're an idiot, you're a moron. We've known it for 500 years. The Greeks have proved it, boats over the horizon, all the stuff. They think it's, they think it's ridiculous and won't go to a feature length movie about it. So I feed them little bits of information. I'm kind of like a crack dealer, just giving out a little, little, little tastes. 
Um, because I was that guy. I did a pod- the podcast I did was deep inside the rabbit hole. It was all about conspiracies, aliens, everything. And then Flat Earth uh, came up and people started sending me Flat Earth videos and I banned them from my social media. I would not, I wouldn't watch a one minute video because it's ridiculous. This was six years ago, okay? And, uh, and then finally I was speaking with fellow researcher, Sophia Smallstorm and uh, we were talking about some of the crazy deceptions that are going on in the world and I was just overwhelmed and I said to her, I said, Sophia, there's so much deception in this world. And she goes, oh, David, it's worse than that. I'm like, what now? And she goes, I think the earth might be flat. And I'm just like, are you kidding me? And I actually just short circuited. She sent me uh, a couple videos and I said, that's it. I'm going to prove the globe. I'm not even going to debunk flat earth. I'm going to prove the globe because I don't even know what flat earth is. And two weeks, zero sleep, very little food. I uh, came out the other side going, oh my God, we don't live on a globe. I still wouldn't admit that the earth was flat and stationary, just like we observe. But uh, over time, you know, I'm now the host of the Flat Earth podcast available on iTunes, SoundCloud. Every podcast player has it. I am a host of Monday Night Raw on uh, Truth Frequency Radio with Jaronism. I am talking to you guys. I have three major interviews today. I'm booking interviews all the time. I've been on InfoWars, Veritas Radio, SGT Report. Um, all, I've been on so, so many shows and it's growing and with the bottom line is people go, this is the, the last thing. This is the, um, the scenario when someone is like, uh, the earth is obviously a globe and they give you, what about this? And then they should shut it down. Next thing. What about this? Shut it down, shut it down, shut it down. They go like, everybody goes, what difference does it make? I still, it doesn't matter. Flat around. I still have to go to work tomorrow. Okay. That's how we got into this crazy situation that we're in in this world right now. Because when you don't know where you are, what you are, or who you are, and you think you're lost in space on a spinning speck of nothing after a crazy evolution chain happened and created you with eyes and everything and fingers that work, um, you are lost and you can be convinced of anything. So that's why even now, with the insanity in this world, I am pushing the truth, the true earth, okay? Uh, I like to call it the globe lie because that's not as triggering for people. And there's a big answer why we'll get into that during the show. How's that? Sounds great. I, I love that you're coming at it from that because my one thing was, hey, if you live on a prison planet, do you really care what shape it is? That's but the whole thing. You make a good point. It's very important to know who you are and that whole evolution thing. So for me, that the Darwinian stuff, even dinosaurs, I'm kind of like, they created a history for us that I find implausible, but it does negate context, meaning. Mm. And I think that's why they did it. But what would it mean to actually know the true story? So I'm open to what you think the true story is. So, so let, let you know, the, there's two types of people that defend the globe. People that just defend it because they don't want the rug ripped out from underneath them and their egos can't handle that. And then there's other, a smaller group of people that maybe they're paid to lie. Maybe they're part of the deception. 
I think there's very few of those. There's more just people that are so indoctrinated, they will fight to protect their globe, their ball. They don't want their ball taken away, their children, okay? And they don't even, those are the ones that don't even know what their model is. Um, who here knows how fast the globe Earth is spinning, according to science? Spout I should out. know. You, you should know, but you for, don't. For listening to your show, what is it, like 66,000 miles an hour? Well, the, the wrong motion. It's spinning at 1,000 miles an hour at the equator, okay? So if you're on the equator, you're moving 1,000 miles an hour. That's one and a half times the speed of sound, okay? That alone should prove that the Earth doesn't spin, okay? That's just ridiculous, okay? It's orbiting the sun at 66,000 miles per hour, okay? That's a speed that you can't even imagine, okay? While it's spinning and orbiting, it's chasing the sun, which is flying through space at over half a million miles per hour. And that entire system is going sideways at over a million miles per hour, okay? But every year, every, like tonight, if you go out and chart where the stars are in the sky at midnight or 10 o'clock or whatever, and then next year at the exact same night, go out at the exact same time, all of those stars will be in the exact same position. Every single one of them, it will not have moved a fraction of an inch, okay? That's impossible with all of these motions going on in a beehive crazy galaxy, okay? So with that said, um, who believes we live on a ball? Are we done? <laughs> no, I believe that we live on a ball. Uh, and I'll tell you one reason well, I think I saw it, but I'm sure there are other explanations for it. I once flew in the Concorde, which was at 60,000 feet up, and it looked like I was seeing the curvature of the Earth. Like, it completely comported with what I expected, and I saw it. And on a, a journey around that time, I flew at a big business trip, and I flew from New York to Frankfurt to Singapore to Indonesia to Tokyo to L.A. to New York in yeah. about a week. And everything seemed to be consistent with my expectations about where the sun would be and sunrise and sunset and all that. So when I heard of flat earth theory, I thought, I think I experienced the round earth. Okay, so let me, let me address that in a whole bunch of different ways. First, Neil deGrasse Tyson, the high priestess, the high priest of the heliononsensical model um, says that you can't even see the curve at 130,000 feet. Concord flies at 60, 50, you know, whatever. Let's call it 70. It yeah, was, let's call it 70. It 60, yeah. Well, he says you can't see it at almost twice that height. But I don't believe anything he says, so we'll just Me wipe either. that off the table. You are looking, when we look... Actually, wait, the fact that he says this is the most compelling argument <laughs> against it, to be honest. All right, you. nice. So... The way we see is, uh, you know, our eyes look into the distance and the ceiling and the floor converge due to perspective. The sky and the earth, the, the ceiling and the floor in a long hallway will converge. You know, have you ever been to one of those long Vegas hotels, the ceiling and the floor touch if from one end to the other because the angular size gets so small you can't see the difference. Um, so that's how our eyes work. We see to a point of convergence, whether it's 10 miles or 100 miles or 500 miles, it doesn't matter. It, we see when we're looking forward, we'll call that 12 o'clock, um, we see the, the merging of the, of the top and the bottom. Well, at one o'clock, two o'clock, three o'clock, four o'clock, all the way around, it's the same distance. And if you plotted that out, you're plotting a big flat circle, okay? 
And in your mind's programming, when you see that curve, you think sphere because you've been told you live on a sphere. I took a picture of my dining room table where the shadows were just right. And then I blurred the table so you couldn't see what the texture was. And I told everyone it was a sphere and they believed it. Okay. It's because of programming. It's because of what you expect to see. The other bigger thing on the Concord, it's never one thing, is the windows are curved. The windows are curved, especially at the edge, and that curves the bottoms down. When you look through even a uh, regular windshield on a, on a plane, regular plane, it's at an angle and the horizon moves because you're looking through angled glass. But you're looking out a curve and just that tiny bit of curve and your expectation, you're seeing a sphere. But I have yet to see a Concord picture that shows a curve. People are like, well, what about this picture? And you put a line on it and it's straight. I, I can't, I mean, I'm, I'll never be on it again. I don't even think they fly they, it anymore. They, they retired it for some reason. I wonder well, why. One blew up on the runway, but that could <laughs> yes. be why. But so did I, the Hindenburg, but that's a whole nother Yes, story, and they don't use airships anymore either. Yeah, but there's I, a reason for that. I'm happy to hear <laughs> all of it. But anyway, so I can't, all I can say is my memory, which was, uh, I was, worked a lot back then and I could barely stay awake on the thing, but I just remember looking out the window thinking, wow, that is freaky, Monica, but it doesn't mean anything. I mean, yeah, I, I, I can't evaluate it now. Yeah. So this uh, behind me, I have a shot from a balloon uh, that's up at 110,000 feet. And uh, that's the earth. If you look at the horizon, it's completely flat, but more importantly, look at the sun. Does that sun look like it's 93 million miles away? Or does it look like it's right over the earth, over there? It looks like it's right there. And if I had a slingshot, I could probably hit it. Yeah, but there's no atmosphere that you're viewing it through at that level, are you? Oh, so, so you think that you can see a sun 93 million miles away, but also we don't see any stars either. Don't, don't you guys find that a little odd? Like, the, uh, we never see stars in space. I think that's weird about the moon landing. I think for, for us, I mean, I don't, I, I'm not familiar with that picture, but I thought that the reason you wouldn't see stars, I, like, I imagine if that picture went out, 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 you would start seeing stars as the kind of light pollution from the sun went away. Yeah, this, so... Um, their astronauts can't even get their story straight. Some say they saw stars. Some say they didn't see stars. Well, I don't believe in the moon landing. Right. Oh, oh so well, that's good. I don't that's care good. what they said. We sent a balloon up at nighttime in the Arizona desert with high-definition cameras looking up. And before it took off, we could see a beautiful starlit night. So we know that the cameras were set to see the stars. Okay? And as that balloon went up, through the clear sky, you think it's even going to get clearer and brighter, like when you go to the top of a mountain away from the city. Well, what happened was by the time it got to about 80,000 feet, almost all the stars were gone. Okay? You want me to explain that? I can't explain it. Okay? I don't know the answer, but the heliocentric model makes no sense. We're still in the atmosphere. We have less pollution, less clouds, less everything, and the stars are all disappearing. There's only a couple balloon shots uh, above that that show stars off in the distance. Um, so if I, I don't know that that's what you're saying is true. I don't have that. I, you know, I just, I'm not familiar with that. So maybe I would, I would definitely though, if I witnessed that, I would dismiss it. And I would say that the reason was maybe the way the looking sideways through the atmosphere at the stars or whatever, I don't know, but I don't know. But when you get through it, are you saying that they don't see 
you never see stars again that never nobody yeah. ever goes into space we don't i don't well we don't believe that space exists as it's as it's described yeah but here, what do you believe so here here's the thing when you're trying to prove the shape of the earth like right now if i told you guys look at the lights in your ceiling and tell me what shape the floor is based on the lights in your ceiling that's ridiculous okay we can't go up so Anything we see in the sky, the only true thing that we can say is they're lights. The sun, the moon, the stars, and everything else that we see is a light because we're seeing light. There's nothing else we can say. We don't know how far they are. We don't know how big they are. We don't know what they're made of. We don't know anything. Now, we can do tests and experiments and say, hey, we've simulated this. We've made this work here in this model, but we can't say anything definitively because we can't get up there. So what about the math of the angles? Like the way you talk about the hallway in Vegas. Yeah. Doesn't that have validity? For, for the curve of the earth, are we talking about well, Aristophanes? Well, I'm talking about to figure out distances. Are you just saying a point of light is just too tiny you, to actually you can't, be able to apply that? Yeah, you can't, um, you can't triangulate a unless you have two known, unless you have a known angle and a known distance. Um, you, know, you can't say, you know, that the moon is um, X number of miles away. The way they supposedly, supposedly um, figured out how far the moon was is they bounced the laser off of it before anybody went there, before we had our laser reflector on there, okay? You know, and then all of a sudden we had a laser reflector on there and now it's no longer being used. You, we don't know how big anything was. The, the sun is 93 million miles away. I was like, who, who figured that out and how'd they figure it out? And if you dig in, you won't find out who, but what you'll find out is they did some calculations when Venus transited the sun. We, well, I don't know if you guys remember that a bunch of years ago, and it's happened more than once, Venus went in front of the sun and you could see it. Well, it started he, like on the East Coast, like a minute or two or whatever before it started on the West Coast. That shows you that they calculated the angles, but they did all the calculations based on the idea that Venus was about the same size as Earth. Where did they get that from? It's a wild assumption, okay? So all of the math is based on an assumption that that little light in the sky that could be the size of an apple is the size of Earth, okay? It's all nonsense. It's pseudoscience. It's scientism. Where would somebody go to look into this stuff and do research on their own? Because well, I heard you say that Flat Earth Society is completely shilled, and I'm glad you said that because that was the first place I went. That's, that's how they get you. That's, that's a, it's called a gatekeeping, government-controlled opposition uh, site. If you Google Flat Earth, it's, you, that's where you get taken. And then they have a little bit of truth and a bunch of baloney. Like, the Earth is rising at 5.8 meters or three, whatever, 9.8 meters per second. And that's gravity? Well, that makes no sense. We don't believe that. You know, we don't believe the Earth is moving. Nothing like that. We don't believe that gravity is due to mass. Um, and we have experiments that, that can show you that that's not true. Um, they also have, you know, the, the turn up flat earth floating in space. You know, people that fight the flat earth, they think that we flat earthers think that earth is a pizza and all of the other planets are balls. Okay. We don't think that at all. We, everything that we see in the sky are within the earth system. Okay. There's lots of people that say, you know, flat earth is a religious thing, uh, you know, because there's so many Christians in flat earth. Um, my podcast partner, Matt Long, he, he um, is a Christian and he always leads with uh, Bible, Bible um, verses. 
I never lead with the Bible verse. I lead with the science and I go, and by the way, it's in the Bible. You know, the Bible in Genesis says, you know, God separated the waters from the waters and created the sun and then the moon. And uh, don't quote me on Genesis, but um, it's all there. But if you don't believe in the Bible, that's useless. It's useless information. So why go there? Everybody could look at science, right? Hey, speaking of science and gravity, I'm curious to, to hear what you think gravity is, you know, because Einstein, general theory of relativity, says that gravity is basically a result of the curvature of space-time. And, you know, they, um, back in like the 1920s, whatever, they had the scientists go for a lunar eclipse, and you could, they it proved that you could see the stars behind the sun that you shouldn't be able to see unless the light was bending around the sun. Okay, so if you accept the fact that space is curved, how could the Earth, which exists in space, be flat? Okay, so you know, th those are a bunch of wild assumptions that science is throwing out there. Um, so in the flat Earth model, the everything that we see, and I'm, no, no offense, I'm just saying the, the science is throwing stuff out there, like, the one thing you said is the only way you could see that star behind the sun is if it curved around the sun. Well, what if that star was in front of the sun, which makes no sense in the heliocentric model in the flat earth system, the earth system, everything is within that we see is within the dome. I don't believe. And again, I can't prove because we can't get there that any of those lights we see in the sky are physical at all. I think they're all focused points of energy. And there's so many videos out there of stars, you know, with super zoom cameras and telescopes that look like pulsing orbs of geometric shapes. They're, they're amazing. And um, the only time you see a physical rock with features is coming from two sources, NASA and Disney. And Disney's more credible than NASA these days. So yeah, it's, it's insane um, that people believe that stuff when you can look yourself, you know, you can see, get a, a, a Nikon P900 or P1000 camera, zoom in on these stars. And, and, I do. And I, have a, um, I have a telescope. Okay. It's a crappy little telescope because of backpack for hiking. And my husband set it up and he's like, check it out. And we looked at it and it was very cool. You could see Saturn and the ring rings around Saturn and you could see Jupiter and four moons around Jupiter. But then when I looked again yesterday or recently, there were only three moons and they were in a different position. They were all in a plane. Like well, one of them like could have been behind oh, yeah. it. I'm not, right? I'm not criticizing. I'm just asking you, what is that? So what the moons basically are tiny little dots of light. Okay. Saturn is, I would, if, if you had no idea what Saturn was, no one ever told you anything. You would say, well, it's a light bulb with a lit ring around it. So it looks like to me, like an LED ring around an LED light, you know? Um, to say that it's a giant planet bigger than Earth with rocks and all of this is reflecting light from the sun, that every time you look at it, it's always perfectly lit. I mean, it's, it's a light source. It's, it is its own light. Um, here's the problem. People go, you go to school, the teachers tell you, we live on a ball, you're a kindergartner. They spin the globe for you, they show you where you live, they tell you about gravity, and it's implanted. And everything, Sesame Street, there's astronauts on it. You know, all of the, the Teletubbies are about globes. It's all about globes. It's a lifelong of programming. But a, a guy in a bow tie tells you that boats go over the curve and they disappear from the bottom up 
and you're done. You, that's it. You can believe that and your day's over. Go take a nap, drink a beer, watch a movie. doesn't matter. Okay. You're done. But if you want to know, you're like, well, could anything else cause a boat to disappear from the bottom up? You know, could there be another explanation for why the shadow, if it's a shadow on a lunar eclipse is always the same curve. Okay. We're told that no matter where it comes in from, it's always the same curve that proves that the earth is a sphere because if the earth was flat and then they'll show you like a pizza and you know, it could make a line on the move or if it was at an angle, but here's the, here's the thing. If you take a ball earth, a light source and a ball moon, right? I have to switch positions, right? <laughs> and you bring the sphere in line to eclipse the other sphere, it doesn't come on like a perfectly curved, even curve all the way across. It starts out as a long ellipse, it morphs out, and then it leaves as a long ellipse because it's wrapping around the curve of the ball. It's easier to see it if you do the experiment yourself. Somebody just made a video, um, a, a raw video, where we're working on it to present it so people can see what's going on, but it doesn't go like that. So what causes a lunar eclipse? I don't know the answer to that, but I don't believe it's a shadow. I believe it's, it's a- pretty. It's pretty impossible to believe that the eclipse is perfect. Everything is there any reason? Does anybody know reason why the eclipse in the you talk about a solar eclipse when the the moon goes over the sun? Yeah, and it's just perfect. I mean, it's absolutely perfect. Why would it be perfect? I wonder if anybody knows, like, even intuitively, a possible explanation for that because that does seem. I mean, the chances of that are zero. Are zero. (laughs) The sun is four hundred times farther and four hundred times bigger. It's it's zero that this would happen. And by the way, the eclipses happen on an eighteen-year cycle. Did you know that? There's a there's a two cycles that the eclipses go on. We know when all the eclipses are going to happen because they repeat again and again like a clock. All right. There there's these cycles. By the way, the picture behind me is just Google the latest picture of uh, Pluto and. It has the cutout of Pluto on it, all right? It's not even a stretch, <laughs> right? That is an official photo of Pluto. Just took NASA photo of Pluto, and you'll see that Pluto. They got a perfectly lit shot as the, I believe it was the Cassini spacecraft is zooming by at 60,000 miles an hour, and it got a perfectly lit shot of a dim planet far out in the deep space. And do you know that Pluto, the planet, was discovered the same year that Pluto the dog was created at Disney. Coincidence. Was Which one dog? happened first? Yeah. <laughs> I blew, I don't know. It's a good question. The same year. That's a good question. But you got to know you have to find out. So I task you, Brad, with finding that information. Oh, thank you for the, the task. I appreciate that. I might have missed this in the beginning. For what purpose would it be to convince us that the world is round instead of flat? Um, I, I, will, I will answer that right now. I'd like to get to that towards the end, but I will, I will answer that. The reason is because if you knew that you are a free human being, that you are the center of creation and not a random speck lost in the universe, if you believe in the globe, you believe that nothing exploded, nothing exploded, and it created everything. 
And then everything coalesced into spinning balls. Some of them turned into earth. Some of them turned into a gaseous burning nuclear furnace that burns steadily for billions of years. And then lightning struck, created an amoeba that turned into a fish that grew legs, that climbed out of the water, found another mutant fish, had sex that became a monkey, who then who had a deformed monkey that became a human, and that's why we're here. That's what you have to believe, okay? And we have eyes that can see and brains that can think and intuition, all utter nonsense. I used to believe all that, by the way. And, and so if you think that you are just that insignificant random speck and that God doesn't exist, I was that guy, by the way, and you give up your power, then if you sit and you watch the news and all of the fear and you're like, oh my God, we're running out of oil, we're running out of food, we're running out of air, there's too much carbon dioxide, you live in fear, you lower your vibration and you give your power away to authority that's not, they don't have authority over you. They are the few, we are the many. And you give it away willingly. Here's the thing they don't want you to know. Your thoughts create your reality and you have the ability to, 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 nobody can take anything from you without you giving them permission. That's why they tell us what they're doing. And if we don't say yes, we don't say no, we're consenting. Revelation okay. of the method. Revelation of the method. Exactly. That's what is going on right now. I mean, the, the CDC came out the other day, said they're 94% wrong. 94% of the deaths had nothing to do with COVID. Okay. They told us that way. Nobody can come back and say that you didn't tell us, all right? And, and by the way, they're lying. It's 100% of the deaths had nothing to do with COVID. But that's a whole other show. I, I agree with you there, too. And, and the thing about Darwinism, it's, I remember learning about it in, I think, like fifth grade and thinking it was mathematically impossible because, because the, anything that was more than one single mutation, like one allele, one gene, anything that required a series of progressive mutations. Mutations before... don't make things better. Right, generally, right. So it ha you right. have to take away most of those as well. But if you were gonna have a mutation that didn't actually dominate the species, didn't wipe out everybody who didn't have it, that it took a series of mutations, how that series of mutations would happen in the same organism is just, that's when the math just gets insane like you just couldn't possibly so i mean even if there were an evolutionary processes i think it would be lamarckian where there's some feedback mechanism or mutations just accumulate and don't manifest themselves without some kind of trigger so i'm with you and i believe that the reason that they promoted darwinian evolution was for that purpose to disempower you to disconnect you from uh, a bigger picture of a spirituality of a right. uh, of an explanation that is outside their control. They decided. I almost feel like with Columbus, like or Magellan, they decided they were going to control the entire world, and all the narratives had to feed into that. That's right. So they have the evolution. They have asteroids coming from outer space, killing off the dinosaurs. Evolution, right? They have. We're on a spinning ball, so they've. They put us in a prison, right? They put a, a, a fence around us. It's called the Antarctic Treaty, 1957. And at the same, same year, they put a, a fence over us. They call it the Van Allen radiation belts. Yeah, right? I wondered about that. People point to that as the reason the moon landing didn't happen. And I, I'm like, I don't really understand that one. I think other stuff has 
made so, me think that the moon landing didn't happen. But the Van, Van Allen radiation belts, I'm, I'm yet to understand it. NASA, you know, says that we, right now, not now, 2020, they're saying they have to get through the problem with getting through the Van Allen radiation belts before we go to Mars, okay? But we Some people think that's, that's why we're a prison planet. That's, isn't that part of that's the theory saying. of yeah, the inter that, intergalactic wars that uh, some believe? Yeah, so I don't believe any of that. I don't believe, I believe that everything that's living, is, you know, uh, physically is here on the Earth plane. Um, we're going to get into the extraterrestrials in a second. Um, but, you know, they went through it for the moon missions a whole bunch right. of times, but Ridiculous. no problems. But now we can't go through it. Um, you know, if you look at the moon missions, it's it's so, so, so silly. You know, when I, I became a flat earther before I ever looked into the moon missions and we were having a conversation and somebody talked about NASA being fake. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And everybody couldn't believe it. I I, I literally spent... 10 minutes and uh i found out that the moon missions were were ridiculous so you know this is this the moon lander if you take a look at it <laughs> that's what we landed on the moon in it's made from paper mache curtain rods duct tape and aluminum foil okay there was three guys in a car in there okay <laughs> and a car they went up there you know 50 a years car without ago. a radiator yeah 50 years ago they had a they dune buggy it around. They played golf. They were jumping around, and we can't get higher than two hundred fifty miles now, or something like that. Okay, it's it's nonsense, you know. And so now, you know, people are getting hip to it. So they privatized uh, space travel, which is really not private. It's just SpaceX, which is still a government psyop. None of is none the of guy who raised him, Bezos. Musk, that's Musk. But no, Bezos you know, was, uh, had his, I think his father, stepfather or grandfather was in the Atomic Energy Association. And this guy acts like he was, you know, bootstrapper, Elon Musk. Well, a lot of those guys, if not every single one of them has some connection to yeah. the defense industry or something like that. Elon Musk is the head of a tunneling company, a solar power company, right. an electric car company. Um, the, he started PayPal. He uh, he took over NASA. And he happens it's to be a fabulously charismatic <laughs> face person and a startup guy and a CEO manager. There's and no operations. way. Talk and to any CEO. The most implausible thing about him is yeah. that he gets away with violating SEC rules and he doesn't go to jail. Right. That is the one thing that I would think no one can do. Anybody that goes back and looks at the moon missions now, you know, with a discerning eye, without ego, you're like, okay, we were hoodwinked. The problem with that silly. is once you realize NASA's lying, they're lying about everything, your whole world crumbles. People, you know, people don't like to move just to the next town or another state um, because it's so, it turns your whole life upside down. Okay, but like, I accept absolutely everything that, I mean, we're, we're on the same page with almost everything, yeah. but I just, I can't, I'm not convinced to get rid of that. That glo globe model has never broken down for me. Everything else has broken down, but here, like I expect things, I think the eclipse is weird. I don't think we yeah. have the right answer for that, and, and, but the things I expect happen. Right. In there's so model. many, there's so many things. Well, here's the thing. There's up first with the eclipses, there's, they're predictable. Um, there's so many things about an eclipse, like during a solar eclipse, if you take off those retarded glasses and stare at the eclipse, 
there's amazing things that happen. I did it. My eyesight got better, okay? We stared at the eclipse the entire time. Really? But, but what you see is they don't want you seeing that. Like, there's like a download that you get. And I'm not telling anyone to stare at the eclipse. Staring at the sun, <laughs> you can burn your retinas. I'm yeah. a sun gazer. I do a lot of sun gazing. So uh, my eyes were used to it. And it was an amazing experience. Again, can't prove the shape of the earth by looking up at the sky. Um, you were talking, well, you were just talking about something else. I had a good point. Uh, I just think that I expect in this model do, I mean, I can predict, that, you know, I feel like it has never broken down. This model's never broken oh, down. That, Everything else has broken it. down. So as we go along and as you, you know, think about things, there's three buckets. Works on a flat earth and a ball earth, okay? Works just on a flat earth or the third one is works just on a globe earth. I've been doing this for six years, 24 seven, nothing falls into that third bucket, nothing, okay? At some point, you have to go, all right, something's up here. So as we go along, let's just look, you know, like circumnavigation, uh, you know, I went from California, I went yeah, that's west, what I did. okay, you went west and um, you went all the way around to Japan and you can, and, or you yeah. can go east and go around and you circumnavigated. So, I intentionally did that on my business trip. I kept yeah. going in one order. I went from New York and I just kept going east so intentionally I'm just to have I'm, that experience. I'm sharing my, uh, my screen here, which is my app. It's called the Flatter Sun, Moon and Zodiac Clock right. app. And the sun and the moon are, are um, a clock in the sky. The sun is the hour hand. The moon is the month hand, and the oh, stars, cool. if, I, if I turned on the stars, those uh, do the yes. seasons. what are they? Okay. What are they, the seasons? Yeah, yeah. So look, Because right, in right. the night, you can see the stars change position. What is that? So that, there's the zodiac, and the, the stars will outrun the sun once a year, all right? So the sun will, the, will move backwards through the zodiac about once a month. And that way, because we're in, uh, what, what is uh, the sign this month? Um, I, I forget the names, but September. that's why- is it Virgo? Are we in yeah. Virgo or Libra? So, whatever, it's in, it's in it for, because uh, it's going slightly faster than the sun. Yeah. But um, the, the moon is, the sun's going, um, it laps the moon every 28 days or so, okay? Mm -hmm. So that's, and that's how the moon phases change. We can talk about that in a little bit, but- the so but the sun is going dead reckoning west okay west is a circle around the north okay if i turn on the compass the north is the center of the earth it's the magnetic north if you hold a compass out and you start going west west or east it's not a straight line it's a circle because you have to constantly point towards the center okay if you were one mile from the north pole holding a compass, the, the, the needle is pointing directly at the North Pole. It's an actual pole, let's just pretend, okay? And you started walking 90 degrees or 270, you know, dead west or dead east, you have to turn to keep that compass pointing. So that works on a ball earth and a globe earth, by the way, both. But 3.14 miles later, you're back to where you started to circumnavigate the North Pole. Same thing at the equator, same thing below the equator. Um, you can also go from New York, from the United States, over the north, head north. While you're heading north, as soon as you pass the North Pole, you're now heading south, and you're, boom, you're to the Far East, 
okay? So you went north and south without ever changing directions. What nobody has ever done is they've never gone south, which is any direction away from the center and come up the other side. You, just, you would just keep going. Nobody has circumnavigated the earth going south. That way, north. Oh, yeah. Is that true? Right. What about the, um, what about the, I guess the endurance, they didn't make it. Right. Well, so there, there, uh, I'll, um, I'll be right with you in a second. The, there, there was a, um, a uh, expedition that got the world's record and you guys can see my mouse. It's going, they went like from, from the United States. I don't have the exact route rate, but this is what they did. They flew down to, they went down to um, South America. Yeah. Then they went out into the South, right? They came to a point, they turned around, they came back. Then they went over like to Africa. Then they went over here to the North and they went around and they came back and they said that's circumnavigation. It's not. They just went to the south, turned around, and came back. Nobody ever goes underneath the ball and comes up the other side, right? Go ahead, um, uh, Bri. Bri had a question, and then Andy. Okay, just real briefly, why would someone fly that way? Because looking at your map, it looks uh, very dangerous, and it doesn't look very economical either. That is, that is a uh, – that th thank you for that. That's a very pre-programmed um, – response but here looking here this is a map of flight routes from uh from santiago chile if you want to fly to australia which is over here okay you fly all the way up to over mexico to uh, america you cut across america and then you cut all the way down and you fly to um to australia okay there's also you can do it um going the other way um but you know that and they say well that's because they want to be near land you know they want to they want because there's no place to rescue you out in the ocean that's baloney that's not even if they just stayed at the same latitude as santiago which flow flew right over that short little distance over to to um to australia that's a way shorter trip and there's you know easter islands out there in the middle somewhere supposedly what they say but the truth is the reason they take that route is because it's the shortest route. What's the shortest route between two points? Everybody? Straight line. The shortest route between two straight points line. is a straight line. A circle, right? Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> so here is the, that same route on a flat earth map. It's a straight line, okay? It's a straight isn't line. There a new, isn't there a new flight that goes direct yeah. though? Yeah, Quantum. so this is the, so the flight that goes direct, the, the flight goes, a Qantas flight, it's not that new. Yeah. And there's a lot of flat earthers that say the flight doesn't exist. Doesn't really we had do Max Egan go on the flight and we tracked him the whole way. We did a 20 hour live stream. And uh, so that Did flight, let me tell you some, some things about that flight. It, it, uh, it varies like five hours sometimes. Okay, that's interesting. There's only one aircraft that one, you know, um, model of an aircraft that does that and it's a special aircraft that only a small handful like five different pilots can fly that are military guys and it has seven layers of crazy paint on it sounds like it's for heat to me so we're to believe that in the 1960s you know they made jetliners that can go 500 miles an hour and today we still have jetliners that can only go 500 miles an hour um, we can go much faster 
we can go faster than the speed of sound. The sound is not sound barrier is not a barrier. It's just a mark where you where you break the sound speed, where you go faster than speed. But here here's the thing. If you look um, if you look here, uh, I'm going to bring up the wind chart on the on the Flat Earth, Sun, Moon, and Zodiac Clock app. That ch there's a current wind chart, and at forty thousand feet, at forty thousand feet, let me pull that up. Um, the winds are going those white, the, that pink and red and white bands. Those are two to three hundred mile an hour winds. Okay, that are traveling eastward. By the way, this is real live wind chart so if you went uh into that 300 mile an hour tailwind had a plane that could do not even the speed of sound we'll call it 600 miles an hour you're now going 900 miles an hour and all you got to do is follow that tailwind around and you can make that trip in the allotted amount of time there's nothing special about it okay but these winds changed sometimes the flight is canceled it's often canceled um sometimes uh it takes five hours longer because they they go um, across the center and they catch this inner band, which is going the other direction. But getting off the flight for a second, just think about this. This band of wind at 40,000 feet is going 200 to 300 miles an hour faster, faster than the earth is spinning. So if the earth is spinning, that wind up here, which would have to be going over a thousand miles an hour just to keep up, it's outrunning the earth. It's outrunning the earth. If you, if you stirred some water or, or a milkshake or whatever, as you stir it, that, that outer layer, it, it lags behind. It doesn't keep up with the stirrer. It falls behind. On earth, the winds outrun the spin of the earth. Game over. The earth is not spinning. Okay? It's not. Is yeah, there nothing? Yeah. Sorry, if you don't mind, I kind of want to get back to a more fundamental question um, that I had earlier. You were talking about how um, we really can't trust a lot of mainstream accepted science because science is based on observations. And, you know, we just don't know if we can trust those observations. You know, like you said, is we, how do we know the stars not in front of the sun, not behind it? But, a lot, of, but a lot of your points are strictly based on observations, physical observations. Um, you know, such as well you said the um when you when you go out to the atmosphere you don't see a lot of stars or you said that the um, earth is moving at this this many miles per hour you know, i'm not those, telling those, you those are all observations right? yeah, but hold on i'm not telling you i know what the stars are i'm telling you my observations don't match their science okay but, but what i'm saying is why do your observations count but their observations don't count they're they don't have observations they have science they're telling right. us they're telling us the closest star is four light years away that's i forget how many trillions of miles okay so their science says do you guys ever learn about the inverse square law of light yes one couple so let me I'll, I'll, most people don't i didn't learn it in school i didn't learn it until i was a flat earther their science says if you have a light Let's say it's a uh, hundred decibels and it's a mile away. If you go halfway to that light, it's now 400 decibels. If I see it at a hundred decibels, it's quadrupled every time you half the distance or it's quadru it's one quarter every time you right. double the distance. Okay. Right. So it's called the inverse square law of light. If you look at the moon, 
well, on a full moon night, if you're away from the city and you're looking at the moon on a full moon night, clear skies, um, you can see, uh, you, can, you can read by it. You can, uh, you can see, you can, uh, it casts a shadow on the ground, right? Everybody agree? It's bright. It's bright enough to read by. So let's just say that it's probably close to, to 20 lumens, but let's just say it's one lumen. Okay, we're gonna give the globe every benefit possible. They say it's 238,000 miles away. You half that distance, it's two. No, it's four. You half that distance again, it's 16. You half and half and half it until you're 100 miles away. It's millions of lumens at that point, millions. Okay, and the astronauts take a picture of the moon and it's like this. It's like a dusty, dirty ball. Okay, that would need to be more than millions of lumens. It would be tens of millions of lumens because he's standing on the moon for us to see it at one lumen. Well, their argument is that it's a reflection of the sun, right? And also I would say that they are, that's not a real picture and that they can't have a buggy without a radiator if it's bouncing that kind of light around right. because it's hot. So, so again, the, all of the brightnesses and sizes don't work. The closest star is a light year. I forget how many trillions of miles away. We're supposed to believe that we can see that bright light trillions and trillions and trillions of miles away. Monica, I'm going to ask Monica this or, or any, anybody. If you know, if you've heard me ask this, don't answer. I, I how heard. long is one trillion seconds? Because science throws out trillions all of the time. Trillion this, trillion that. Like, oh, a trillion, right? A trillionaire, right? One trillion seconds, Monica, well, take like, a give guess. give me a second. A trillion seconds is Just take like a guess. 50 billion minutes. Oh, look at you doing the math. All right, but if you do the math, you're going to figure it out. Yeah, a one trillion seconds, seconds, tick, 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 is 31,000 years. Okay? Okay? So now let's say one trillion miles. Okay, the closest star we're seeing is like 25 trillion miles away. And we're supposed to believe that we can see that light with our naked eye because it's traveling through space. It's nonsense. So they don't, but they don't say that it's trillions of miles away. Yes, they, they do. They say it's four, the four light years. Are four light years is 25 trillion miles. It's the distance light travels in a year. Here, how about this one? How about this one? So... So we, uh, we live uh, on this heliocentric model. This is the sun. It's a yoga ball, okay? And the earth is a pebble next to that ball, right? A mar marble, a pebble, whatever. Right. That's, the, that's what we're told. So if you're on that marble and that ball is literally an inch above you, the sun is an inch, an inch off that marble and you're looking up at the sun, it fills the entire sky horizon to horizon, right? It fills the whole sky because it's right there. It's yeah, gigantic. I think our idea of the scale, though, it's much further away than... Yeah, like, yeah no, 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 no. I'm, I'm saying, let's bring it... No, no, I'm saying if we brought the sun literally a mile over our heads and it's yes, not burning yes. us up. Yeah, 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 great, great, great. We cooled yeah. it off, okay? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so it fills the entire sky, right? So it's, 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 it's everything. It's your entire sky. Now we're going to move it 93 million miles away. It reduces from everything to the size of a dime held at arm's length, right? Hold up a dime, yeah, it's about the right. size of the yeah, sun. Yeah. So we reduced from everything horizon to horizon, 360 degrees yeah. to the size of a dime. Right. So think about how much smaller that got. That's a lot smaller. If I doubled the distance, 
would you still be able to see it, Monica? Would you still be able to see its angular size? How about this? If I ate- How many, yeah, okay. If I ate times the distance, could you see it? Could you see it? Uh, eight times the distance. If it's how much bigger, it would have to be twice as big or 16 well, times as big. So no, 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 no. So just think of how things get smaller. Like if you were standing yeah. right next to a car, it's filling your whole vision. It drives a mile away. It's a tiny little dot. Okay. Right. At a mile away, a car is a yeah. tiny little dot. If it went two miles away, you couldn't see it because it's angular size is too small. Well, the sun, it's filling the whole sky. We bring it up to the size of a dime. If I went eight times farther, of course you couldn't see it. That's a light hour. Well, it depends That's on That's one how light it hour. Is, right? Think. Think about that. It's one okay, light okay. hour. I want to ask a question about that, about the dime, the dime size also. Yeah. So say, isn't there a way, I'm a little rusty on the math, but isn't there a way to, to determine the distance by seeing how, oh, you were saying they did that with Venus, but you need to know how big Venus is. Right. There's nothing they know of that they can push a, you know, an airplane, you know, can't Anything they look in at the, the sky and see an airplane cross it and look at that angularly like that? No. Okay. And how, let me just think for how far away the sun is from us now. What's an astro astronomical unit in 93 like eight million eight miles. Minutes. So what does it take? How many minutes does it take to, for us to eight. see the sunlight? Eight. eight, minutes. eight minutes. Okay. So that's why I said if you eight times the distance, that's so an hour. So four years away, it would have to be very big and very bright. Right. right. And they're telling us lots of the stars that we see are the same size as our sun. I don't know if we can see anything that's the same size of a, as the sun with our naked eyes. Do you, can we? So the sun is can hold kind like a small. million Earths in it, and it's made of hydrogen, and it's burning for billions of years, which makes no sense. You light a ball of hydrogen on fire, it, it kind of explodes in my mind. But you're trying to theorize now that there's other suns that are trillions of times bigger than the sun, so we can no, see them. No, I'm not following distances. the math on that. But I think, isn't the chemistry, I mean, I'm not a science person, but I am trying to follow it. Stop saying I'm not a science person. You're a thinking human being that but has you're, common but sense. You're, put, you're using scientific truths I, that I have to think through with a little bit of time. So like the, why does it not exhaust its fuel? Is there fusion? You know, is it- is it All speculation. And some of the- Right, but I mean, if you can come up with a speculative answer, isn't that kind of get you to dismiss that as an argument? No, I, I, okay. I mean, I'm not speculating. Like if the sun is a burning ball of hydrogen, show me an experiment here on earth where you can burn hydrogen and make it nuclear fusion. I mean, they, they ever hear of star in a jar where they put sound waves into water and a little star appears bright mm -hmm. as the sun, okay? I mean, they don't teach you that in school, but it's out there, just Google star in a jar. The, Willie, did you want to say something or? Yeah, I have a question. It's a little off of what y'all are saying right now, but as a, this is kind of more of a pitch towards what you're saying, uh, I'd like to hear your perspective on it. So if all of us on this planet, whether what shape it be, are, all, are working to make this a, a sphere type of mindset, but they we can't get along as countries and stuff, obviously it doesn't add up, but United Nations, the logo, the crest, the symbol, whatever you want to call it, looks like a flat earth and Antarctica is off limits. That's really weird to me and I never understood that. So can you break that stuff down and what's past the uh, the ice wall? Do you think it is an ice wall or do you think it's like partially an ice wall and then it's just a giant stage and then we're all on 
Disney Studios? <laughs> we're, we're, uh, so so that, that's a lot of great questions. The uh, Antarctic Treaty was started uh, to save the penguins long before uh, you know, conservation was even a thought in anyone's mind. But we got to save the penguins. So all of the warring countries, Russia, everybody, signed this thing. It said, nobody can independently explore Antarctica. You know, and then the, you know, the, the zealots out there will go, there's millions, there's thousands of people that go every year. Well, there's 15 different companies that you can go tour uh, Antarctica. It's like touring the gift shop at a Navy base. You can go to the out to the edge. They'll show you some penguins. They may take you on a little journey a few miles in, show you a pole and say it's a South Pole, but it's really just a pole. And that's it. And it'll cost you 10 or $15,000 for three days. And it's a long trip to get there and they don't make it easy. And those 15 different companies, by the way, are all owned by the same company. Okay. And so it's completely just bringing you to Universal Studios the whole time too. No, no, they're bringing you to the Antarctica. So here's what we do. We live in the Antarctic basin, okay? And what that means is um, we, the, the world pond, I call it, is, um, is the, I'm just looking for an image, but uh, we live in a depression in the world plane. And that depression is, the, is what is called the Antarctic basin. And the shoreline of our, um, world is the shoreline of Antarctica, right? Um, as I'm scrambling for a picture and I can't find it, it's right. So Antarctica is the highest land on earth. Makes sense. It's containing all the water. If you go to Antarctica, the, there's a 200 foot ice cliff. I don't want to call it an ice wall. It's just the shoreline and it's a cliff. It's a frozen cliff. If you climbed up that cliff, you have uh, hundreds of miles of plain, of just flat plain with you know little little hills and mountains and stuff. And then I think it's two or three hundred miles out. There's a mountain range taller than Everest around the entire thing. Nobody is allowed to go there. Does a dome connect to that mountain? Does a dome connect beyond that mountain? Is there other worlds beyond that that mountain range? Are there other suns out there? We don't know the answer to any of this because nobody is allowed to go there. Okay. So it, we're, the idea is that we're in like a snow globe type thing. Is that? Well, that's if you believe that there's a dome. There's no proof that there's a dome, although yeah. there, there, there's no definitive proof. You know, if you know about the Go Fast rocket, some uh, amateur guys in the Arizona desert had this big rocket and they shot it up and went 73 miles super fast straight up, unlike NASA rockets, which curve out and crash in the ocean. Um, they, uh, it went up and all of a sudden it went kerplunk and went right into something and it stopped spinning. It was spinning really fast. It went kerplunk and it floated for a little bit and it went into some sort of other medium. Do you oh, know no. what, what people who believe that, what they believe the material is made of, the dome material is made of, what the, the snow globe is, is resting on or is powered by? You know, the only way, the best information on that, I would say, look in the Bible. But again, I'm not a Bible guy, right? You know, and I'm not, I don't even, I'm not even giving you my opinion on the Bible. But um, is it, you know, in the Bible, it talks about uh, a tent stretched out made of glass. There's also this thing called, um, called uh, some, I forget what it's called. It's this blue, it's this royal blue ice that's made from pure oxygen. And it only, you can only get it in Antarctica, right? 
and it has these crazy properties. Like you drill a hole in it and then it automatically fills the hole itself. Okay. Don't know. There's Libyan sea glass and not Libyan, not Libyan sea, Libyan glass in the deserts or desert glass. Um, they say that the dome cracked and all this glass fell in the desert. All right. Other people say it's nuclear bombs, but if you get into nuclear bombs, oh, it's a whole other show, which lightning, they don't, no lightning. It's not they don't exist. Um, we don't Does know. nuclear power exists? Yeah, nuclear power exists. Yeah, they take okay. plutonium, they make it hot by, you know, letting it react with the water. It boils water, creates steam, and turns pistons. It's a steam engine. Got it. Okay? It's archaic. It's just archaic. And a little dangerous, I think. Or is it not? Well, that's another thing. Radiation. That radiation, you know, there was a guy... Um, I'm spacing on his name right now, but he was going around showing how depleted plutonium uh, was harmless. He would eat it and he would swim in the pools. Oh, fine. yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. I did, and the idea of, a, of the nuclear weapons, I think Dresden was an example of a non-nuclear weapon of equal power, was it not? Um, I mean, there's no not, need for the nuclear weapon concept. I think so, the firebombing of Dresden did right. the same thing. So the whole yeah. the whole nuclear bomb thing is a, a scare. But getting back to um, Willie is the um, uh, countries. You know, all these countries can't get along. All stage. How many battles were in the Cold War between the America and Russia? How many people died? Zero. It was nothing. It was all just a military industrial. Thing. It's all stage fair, all of it. That's now, there why are Oppenheimer some... gave him the bomb, so or supposedly gave him the bomb, there, so that there is there no bomb. Someone to create a defense war against. You need an enemy. It, we still it, do that to this day. It's all fear. There are no nuclear bombs. There are some big bombs like the Moab or whatever, um, but there's no nuclear bombs. There's no nuclear bombs. The, how, do, how do you know that? Because it, it's provable. Like if you look at uh, Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Uh, which everyone will be default to. Uh, there's video of them stacking dynamite at ground zero days before. Massive, massive cases and pallets of dynamite. And if you look at the, the, the blast radius, um, all of the, you know, the, the ground zero, everything was blown to pieces. But all of the buildings that didn't collapse throughout the city were the buildings that were fireproofed and the other ones just burned down. So that doesn't fit with a nuclear bomb. Um, Plants, there's never been a time where plants, animals, and humans didn't thrive there. Three days after the, the bomb, businesses were open, the trains were running, and people were selling flowers on the street, okay? Three days later. Well, what did George Bush say after 9-11? Wasn't it go shop, people? Yeah, yeah, but, but see, again, that, that's a whole other thing that's coming up. Um, but, you know if it was a nuclear bomb, they would have, we have more cancer in the United States than they have, okay? It's, it's crazy. And then the, all of the reporting, if you were a reporter and you reported on it or took pictures, you were jailed. There was only one reporter from the Associated Press or whatever uh, group that was allowed to report worldwide on what was going on there. Do you think there was no bad like mutations and stuff like that coming out of Chernobyl? No, there there's people living life. in Chernobyl right now that have lived yeah. there the whole time and they're fine. It's all- But you mean that documentary is not true or whatever that show was they just yeah. put out? Yeah, the Chernobyl, it's that, complete and total nonsense. 
It's all about keeping us in fear and keeping power on us. Because if you are afraid of nuclear bombs, if you don't know that you are the center of God's creation, that you have the power and that you, nobody has dominion over you, then they've got you. But as soon as you wake up, here's the thing. There's millions of flat earthers now. None of them have fallen for the corona nonsense. None of them. They're all awake. Okay. I used to wake people up. I called it exposing the big three, the New York event, the Connecticut event, and the Boston event. Okay. And I figured those were so easy to wake people up to. Um, I wake them up and people wake up to them and then they still go back to work. They're like, yeah, you know, well, those people, you know, whoever did it, they're going to go to jail or they're, they're going to be out of office, whatever. Flat earth affects every single person, every single day of your life. If you wake up in the morning and put your feet down and think you're spinning lost in space, you are a powerless human uh, being. Can you tie it into the idea of a forbidden history or um, extraterrestrial life? If that's oh, even oh, yeah, yeah. So I'm uh, sorry. Accept. Yeah. So good, getting to extraterrestrials, the word the words are meaning. The word you know, itself, wor- yeah. Words, you know, history, history, you know, uh, um, his story extraterrestrial, terra, 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 territory, extra land, extra land, people from extra land beyond Antarctica. There's, there's different maps um, that, that show, you know, some people think that there's rings around us and there's another world where all of the ancient civilizations, they, they went outwards as, as the climate shifted outwards and the sun moved outwards. Perhaps our sun used to be Mars and Mars has moved outwards and is circling the Antarctic basin. And there's another world out here. And we have a new sun here that was born in the North under a star, kind of sounding biblical right now. Um, but there's so many possibilities. But you know, to believe that extraterrestrials come from trillions of miles away, get here and then crash, or maybe they're just a day flight away on a conventional aircraft. Maybe they're walking among us. Maybe one person in this group is actually one, and you might not even well, know can it. Can I ask Bry, the CE5 guy, what he thinks the yeah. real story is there? Because I think he's the most familiar with it. at least. Is there an official narrative of a of an extraterrestrial theory? Give us a little something, Bry. As you know, there's there's narratives all over the place. Um, I've become a little fearful of dogma and committing a hundred percent belief to anything. Right. Like that's why Dave, before we started the podcast, you asked who believes the earth is flat. I raised my hand. I also believe it's round, you know, depending on how I feel, it might be a pyramid shape. Um, but a, I, I can a great answer you- is I don't know. I don't know. That's a great answer, but you should know that it's not a globe at this point. You should know that. I just want to say one thing, and this, again, I don't know, but several people that I do know who are channelers, and I've been getting into it. I've been reading this book, Opening to Channel. I've done it successfully a couple of times. And this I is think a that's a real thing. This is, is this interdimensional or interspecial for, or both? You it know. could be both for channeling. Okay. But so what these people on my team and Andy's team say when they ask ET, you know, what shape is the earth? They come back and they say, it's whatever shape you want it to be. What does that so, mean? Yeah, I, I know. So, so here's the thing also. From my understanding of channeling, and, and there are some people that channel, um, you know, we all channel to some extent, but there's some people that are, are, are more famous that I, I don't think that they're, they're, they're shitting us, right? I think they're, they're doing the real deal. But what is it, okay? 
And one, well, the way one of them explained it was, is that the, the intelligence, whatever it is, that's giving them the information is giving it to them not in word format, but then they're interpreting it, they're taking it and then using their own words. And if your worldview is of a globe, you're gonna transcribe everything that they're telling you onto a globe, okay? Yeah, so, there actually are different forms of channeling. Yeah. Uh, so some people do, like you say, yeah. they send them the message, they interpret it, but then there are others where the, the person is just gone and the being takes over I, and, and starts talking, you know? So, yeah. I, I'm gonna uh, throw uh, that out there. The Seth books, I don't know you guys are probably familiar with Seth, that, that was all interesting stuff. Again, you know, I, I like looking at the physical stuff. Like, you know, we can see too far. The earth is a globe, therefore things should be hidden behind a physical horizon. But we, we've done observations now that are undeniable proof that either the globe is a thousand times bigger than they're telling us, or it's completely flat and not moving, which is highly more likely. So Dave, just kind of in your defense a little bit here, speaking of seeing too far, can you talk a little bit about, I'm sure you've seen this video. I think it was Dr. John, maybe. Dr. That, John, yeah. The video so, that came out uh, seeing or observe, observing the windmills, the uh, power generating windmills off the yeah. coast of England. And yes. you could possibly see France even beyond that across the channel. Right. So, so and on a calm day, so on a sphere, 24,901 miles around, you have a rate of curvature and there's a scientific formula, which is eight inches per mile squared. Most people short circuit when they hear that, but it's really basic. You know, a six foot person standing at the water's edge on calm water, the horizon will drop behind his eye line at three miles is a six foot drop at three miles, okay? That person looking out, anything that, that the, so the smooth water, they shouldn't be able to see any water beyond that because it's going over the curve. Now, if there was a five foot boat there, um, that would pop up over the curve a little bit until it went another three miles away and it would be below the curve, right? So this, uh, the, we had the, these guys had the camera at like one or two feet off the ground, which means that the horizon is like 2.9 miles away or 1.9 miles away, whatever it was. And we, they had their known location. And then they had, there was windmills and they had them, they know exactly how far each windmill is. And not only at the first windmill, which was several miles closer than the last one, there should have been, I forget how many feet, 10, 20 feet of drop or whatever. But not only could you see the water beyond, way beyond the last windmill, we could see land beyond that that should have been, if you had the Empire State Building and the Eiffel Tower on top of the Empire State Building, the top of that should have been a mile below the curve. But we could see the land, okay? And then, then the, the only global argument is, well, it's refracting. The land is, you know, the light is curving up but we proved that that's not the case, that it's not a mirage. And, and the, the video goes into detail. On the Flat Earth, Sun, Moon, and Zodiac Clock app, every day there's a new video. If you go into there, if, if you go into there and go into the archives, uh, just a few days ago, that video was there. Uh, check it out um, and it'll, uh, it'll blow your mind. Here's the thing, Flat Earth, it took me six years to get here. Okay, not to get, I understood flat earth, like you guys right now are getting it. You're starting to get it. 
but it took me six years and I'm still questioning things. I'm not trying to prove the earth is flat. I'm trying to find the truth, okay? Uh, if you said, David, we know the answer and it's either a globe or flat, but if it's the globe and you pick globe, we're gonna give you $10 million in cash. But if it's flat and you pick flat, you get 25 cents. I'm <laughs> gonna take worse. the 25 cents. I'm, I'm not gonna pick the globe. I'm gonna, cause I, I'd rather have 25 cents than not have 25 cents. I'm gonna okay? pick the globe and lead, lead a propaganda campaign to convince everybody <laughs> that it's the globe. As, as I, money yeah, that. Right. I, I, have a, I have a question that you, uh, you might, maybe you have an answer for it. Maybe you need a few minutes to think about it uh, towards the end. I, I'm open-minded, I, I don't know. Either way, that's I, I try to start as neutral as possible. I, I agree. We programmed with ideas and stuff from a young age that become just assumptions that we never question. And as you can see, we're defying the laws of, of gravity here as people walking behind my camera through obviously the curvature of the earth behind me. And the, we, I mean, for all we know, we could be on a flat earth inside of a snow globe sitting on somebody's desk who lives on a global earth for, for all, or, you know, I, I don't know, but the way that the whether the CIA analysts, the scientific method, the way to, that they overcome bias, their own bias, they try to anyway, is instead of trying to prove their claim, is to work hard to try and disprove their theory. What's the strongest argument against your theory that you have had to confront? The the strongest the 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 one that's the hardest to answer is Southern Pole star rotation. Okay. But again, I don't look up at the sky to figure out this, the shape of the Earth. Now, we, we've seen uh, southern star trails circling Polaris very clearly, and that Polaris is the center of the, of the rotation. But the stars in the south uh, appear to go in the opposite direction. Now, is that because we're just turned around in the south across the flat plane? Uh, but th that, that makes sense why they go in the other direction. It's just because you're turned around. Like, if you have a room full of stars spinning above you, okay, and the center is off to the side, and you're looking at the center, you're gonna see them going in a certain direction, but if you turn, they're gonna go from your right shoulder to your left shoulder as they're spinning. But if I turn around and I'm in the south, looking at the south, they're going from my left shoulder to my right shoulder, so that they now have switched directions, but they haven't switched directions. What, but in the south, you'll see stars curving around a center point. So globalers will say that proves that the earth is a globe, but that would mean, you know, that's only true if there was no other explanation. Have you guys ever seen the trick with, it's not a trick, but it's just an optical thing where you have an arrow pointing one way and then you put a glass, there's a glass in front of it, you see the arrow pointing and you fill the glass with water and the arrow changes directions. Okay, these are optics through water, through glass, through a dome. We're looking at optics that we don't understand, okay? We don't know what's going on. We don't know what those stars are. You know, uh, I personally think that they're sentient in nature, but that's me and some, some other flat earthers think that I'm insane for thinking that, but there's plenty, um, there's Bible verses that talk about that. I, I was gonna say, is there, 100%. Is there something, I know that some people, there's a belief, maybe I'm getting this, this wrong, you guys probably know more about it than me, but I, I heard a belief where some people believe that when you die, that you might become a star or even a planet in your next life. Is there so, any? I've, I've read about that as well too. Yeah. And that's, you're getting into the collective consciousness. Again, um, this does not have anything to do with the shape of the right. earth. And there's a, um, 
stars could be souls, right? You know, I used to laugh at astrology. How could uh, that rock be, you know, it's billions of millions of miles away and that rock affect what happens to me. But what if those were energetic? They're all named after gods. That's interesting, right? They're all within the earth system. They're all, if you look up in the star at the sky when the moon and uh, right now Saturn and Jupiter are out, um, you look at them, you could see sky behind them. They're in the earth system. Right? You could see the blue sky behind them when they're out just after the sun sets. Right? They're it is close. weird that they do not twinkle, but the stars, so-called yeah. stars, do twinkle. I've noticed yeah. it so many times. If you go on, go on my app and look up the stars playlist, there's amazing videos on there. But are they sentient? You know, is, you know if, there's also, and, and Christians, some people get so bent when I bring this up, but I'm going to bring it up because I don't care. All right? Is the sun of God, the S-O-N, and the S-U-N have a lot in common, right? If you and I, Monica, are standing at the beach a half a mile apart and the sun is setting, you're gonna see the sun walking on the water right to your feet. You're gonna see that glare walk right to the water's edge, right, right where you're standing. I'm gonna see the sun have its own personal relationship with me walking to mine. And when I look over at you, I don't see that glare to your feet and you don't see the glare to my feet. And when the sun, you know, the sun dies on December 21st and rises, you know, a couple, it starts coming back towards the north. I remember uh, I was in Peru once and I was at the Inti Raimi Festival and yeah. they were absolutely worshiping the sun as the life giver. And if you neglected the sun, he was and, not going to come back and give you life. And the similarities between that and, and the, the other sun is responsible for all life and all, all food and everything that's living. Without the sun, we have nothing. Imagine have, this. One other thing I have to ask you though about the more concrete stuff that somebody had yeah. asked me, but finish your sentence. Uh, imagine this, the, the sun disappeared, went away, right? And for a long period of time, like maybe that thing I was talking about when the when Mars, you know, was our sun, could have been our sun, moved out. And so you have all these nomads living in the north and all of a sudden a new sun was born underneath the star. What would everybody, all those Eskimos do when they saw that new sun? They'd go, my savior, okay? And they would worship the sun, all right? It's, there's so much to it. But again, this is all, you know, some of it goes with the Bible, some of it doesn't, I don't know. It's There's a lot of that in, in the movie Zeitgeist yeah. as well. I don't Zeitgeist, know Zeitgeist talks not. about it. I did a talk, um, at, you know, if you go to the flatearthpodcast.com and click interviews, I did a talk with Sophia Smallstorm about the outward flow of civilizations. It's like a 20-minute talk about how these uh, advanced civilizations could have moved outwards, outwards, south. That's south, that's south, that's south, that's south. If I'm in the center. Every way away from the center, they could have moved out. Like, if you woke up, tomorrow and uh, North America and everything at that latitude all the way around is frozen all summer long, everyone's gonna move south, right? And then that's gonna become the new Antarctica and then a new sun could be born in the center and these civilizations wouldn't even know about each other after just a couple generations. I have to reel it back for a second. Go ahead, when please, I had, <laughs> we're I out there. Call, I used, yeah, but I used to have a call and show and I had a guy who was calling about just something irrelevant, but he called himself Flat Earth Mark. And that started a conversation. And one guy, real old guy, he was a chaplain, a naval chaplain. And he said during World War II, they, he remembers being on the ship that in order, and I have absolutely no idea how this works or if it's true, but he said they would, they would literally drop beyond the horizon and aim guns, whatever kind of guns go that freaking far, 
and they would have to take into account the curvature of the earth. And I, I just wonder why he thought that. It's a story. We, we've had, uh, we've had um, Navy gunners uh, talk to us that are saying that they're laser pinpointing targets 100 miles away. There's over a mile of curvature at 100 miles. Um, well, I think well over a mile, but whatever it is. And they're uh, not accounting for that? They're laser pinpointing. They're putting a laser pencil laser on the target and then you know, whether if, when they shoot a missile at it, they might have to lob it because the I missile- I was gonna will, say, don't they- They might, they might have to lob it because if you dropped a bullet and shot a bullet at the same time, they're both gonna hit the floor at the same time. One of them is just gonna land a half a mile away, okay? I could never get my mind around how, that concept that you could drop it straight down and drop it Well, far I'm away shooting down. it forward. Nothing is propelling it upward, so it's just falling. So it's falling. It's falling at the same yeah, rate, okay? So if they're shooting something, you know, they have to figure out the drop rate and other people go, oh, that's because of the curvature. No, that's because of the yeah, drop yeah. rate, all right? That's it. But they would know if they had to also compensate for the curvature. I want to hear from JP. <laughs> go ahead. What do you think, you will? Are your partner in, in oh. crime going to speak <laughs> up? Hey, He's I'm, puzzled. I, I'm honestly... <laughs> I'm sold on a lot of things, and also I, I don't know. I'm all right. Here's here's the thing: you're going to be like, okay, it's interesting. You know that that makes a lot of sense. You're going to come up with more questions. Here, the anybody that wants to find the truth, when you come up, all right, I think I have the flat Earth killer. Go to somebody and say, hey, how do you guys answer this? And we have the answers. Um, let me just show you one, one more time on the app. Okay, um, and I want Maddie to think about what was, if he thinks there was a flat earth killer. That's, yeah. I'm just giving you a warning, Maddie. I'm not going to put you on the spot right this second. So, so on, the, on the app, um, there's a button that says a question mark. When you hit that, it has the top 21 questions of, that people ask, you know, like, uh, wh where's the edge? Or, you know, what about, the pictures of, what about the pictures of earth? Or why the lie? And if you click it, up comes a playlist of all the videos that answer that. And we've done so much work on this. Um, and so if you, if you get the app, you'll be able to answer all your questions. But what I tell people is get the app and watch the daily video. Today's video is Earth is not what they tell us. And uh, during the week, it's a short video. During the weekends, they're longer videos. I'll probably put this up on the, this weekend for people. Um, and if you watch the video every day for two weeks, you'll at least know that you don't live on a globe. But this is what happens, that people go, I got your app and I took the challenge and uh, I could, didn't want to wait, so I hit the archive button, which was uh, the, the little play button next to the, um, next to the, next to the daily video, and I, I haven't stopped watching videos for two days. I hate you. <laughs> the earth is a, not a globe. You've, I've lost all my friends because I didn't take your advice and I started telling them the earth was flat. <laughs> Don't tell anybody that you think the earth is flat. <laughs> Nobody does it because as soon as they realize, okay, yeah. it's not a globe, they try to tell everybody and they get destroyed. What's your app called again? It's called the Flat Earth Sun, Moon, and Zodiac Clock app. It's the worst name ever, but there's a, reason, there's a reason. If you just go into the Google Play Store or Apple Store and type in Flat Earth Clock, or even just Flat Earth, it's the number one hit. It's by Blue Water Bay. Just look for the name Blue Water Bay. Um, the app is $2.99. Why am I charging $2.99? Because it costs a lot of money and 
it, and I'm still developing it. I just put another thousand dollars and I got an amazing update. It's going to have world time and an Android widget, which is actually active today. Anybody listening to this that has an Android, you now have a widget function up to update your app. Um, but it also, I'm going to give you, I'll tell your listeners something. It had, when you get it, a pop-up will come up. It says, would you like to subscribe for 99 cents a month? Okay. Or you can pay the year for 1099. You can quickly click the X and say no, right? You can use the app as many times as you want, 24 hours. After that, the pop-up will come up one more time. It comes up once every 24 hours. You can immediately close it out. You still get everything, okay? It's because a lot of people love it. They wanted to put the development money into it, and Apple doesn't let you have a donate button. So I had to put a subscribe button. But you can X out the subscription, and you don't have to do it. But here's what happens. You love the app so much, and you're like, that Dave guy's awesome. I want to support him. You click that, and you do the 99 cents a month. You right? are pretty awesome, Dave. I'll give you that. Whether you sold me or not, it's super fun <laughs> talking to you. But I have to hear from Maddie because Maddie right. turned me on to the whole idea of the Flat Earth. So I want to hear what, if, is there a killer, Maddie, or not? No, I don't think so, unfortunately. There's no killer? <laughs> You're down? I, I can't, I can't You're think You're back? I don't know that I'm down. I just, I'm, I just don't know. I don't know, right? So, so Dave, I, I got here through the moon stuff. As I've told Monica and several other friends, I was the moon guy, right? Yeah. So, so a friend of, uh, of mine and I, we, we spent countless hours uh, researching the moon landing and that sort of thing. So, um, you know, as you normally do, you tend to stumble across some flat earth stuff along the way. Um, and so he sort of dropped it on me and was like, hey, uh, have you ever heard of the Earth being flat? What do you think about that? And I was like, shit, man, I, I have no idea. <laughs> So, you know, then we spent better than I did. I call people morons. Well, so I'm an, I'm a conspiracy enthusiast. So I'll give anything about five minutes that uh, seems relatively interesting. I was deep inside the rabbit hole. It's the name of my podcast. I I went into everything, you know, and everything, but everything. And then when people brought up flat earth, I'm like, you're retarded. Get away from me. Trying to discredit my views That's, on New York, so, Connecticut, and Boston. Yeah, so listen, listen to this. Maddie, Mark, Maddie, hold on one sec. Is Then I realized, oh my God, it's true, but I don't want to introduce it to the podcast because I, I was afraid of what the fans would do. And then finally, I was just like, I have to. I'm about the truth. I don't you care. Be you. And the podcast blew up and it's over because my one of the co-hosts couldn't handle it. Oh, yeah, it, it, which oh, is good. It no. ran its course three years, and now I have the Flat Earth podcast. It's the greatest podcast ever. Um, not, not that it's actually the <laughs> greatest <laughs> podcast ever. It's okay, okay David. You, you can take the baton. Uh, the greatest Flat Earth podcast ever. Okay. For sure. I've gotten many, many emails. When I said I was going to do Flat Earth, they were like, I hope it's Dave. I was like, it's definitely Dave. So, so I do have one more question for you, though, and it sort of relates to the sun and, and, you know, two lights in the sky and all of that. So I don't know if this is a Flat Earth Society thing, but one of the, the you know, proofs of Flat Earth that you run across while you're doing this research is that the sun, or, sorry, the moon actually gives off its own light and it's cooler than the light which the sun gives off. Um, and that is allegedly testable. I have not tested it. Um, where do you come down on this and have you tested that? So it's, um, I have not, I had a FLIR camera attachment from my phone and I was testing it and I got some interesting results, but I, I discounted them. Uh, I know people personally that did really act good testing. The problem is some people would go outside 
and they'll set up a, like a piece of cardboard a foot over the ground and blocking the moonlight, okay? And then they'd stick a thermometer in there and say, it's warm. Well, yeah, you're radiating the heat. You're insulating the heat that's coming out of the earth. It makes, you can't do that. You have to do it in a way where there's no restriction of the earth giving off heat. And I've seen a bunch, of, a bunch done with high-tech uh, infrared or FLIR cameras. And <clears throat> it, is, <clears throat> it is very clear that the moonlight is colder. I'm not a big fan of that as a proof of anything, though, because... It, there's too many people, you know, non-believers can look at it and just discount it. It really doesn't speak to like the black swan with the, with the, um, you know, the, the tower, the, the windmills out in the ocean. It, it doesn't speak to me like that, but it is fascinating. And if you look at the moon, you know, we're told that the moon is reflecting the sunlight. Well, if you have a sphere and you have a single source light, there's a hot spot and then the rest fades away. You have the hot spot at the center. Look at any lit ball. Look at the moon. It is equally lit edge to edge. Like there's a light inside it, it and it's is, lighting yeah. it up from the, the inside. The moon is weird. And the, and the eclipse thing, <clears throat> I, cannot, I cannot figure that out. How could it possibly be? Does anybody here have an explanation? You know, you're, have, you heard of, have you heard of the Seleninian eclipse? We're talking about a lunar eclipse, not a solar eclipse. So... We're told that the Earth is... Uh, no, but a, doesn't a solar eclipse do it too? Yeah, no, solar eclipse is different. The okay. Seleninian eclipse is um, where the observer can see the sun above the horizon and the moon on the other side above the horizon yeah, and the true. eclipse starts. Well, how could that ah, be? Whoa. How can that be unless they were in line? And, and the last one, the shadow came in from the top of the moon, not the bottom. Okay. Is this, how do you spell that? Is this verified? Don't even ask me how to spell it. Seleninian eclipse. Uh, with a, I believe it's with a C. Um, there's been over 50 of them documented. Um, and then the other thing is with the, think about this, the solar eclipse, that's where the moon goes in front of the sun. Nobody has ever from any angle, anywhere, any optics, infrared, space station, airplanes has seen the moon approach the sun. Never. They've never seen the moon approach the sun or exit the sun. They only see the sun darken in the shape of a circle, okay? But they've never seen it leave and move away from anywhere, okay? Is it the moon that's really doing it? Um, I have a video on my channel that shows how it could be done from, you know, I believe that the moon and the sun that we see aren't the real moon and sun. The real moon and sun are within or above the dome. And they're being focused into here. But again, all speculation. But I was able to do an experiment that recreated the eclipse the exact same way. And you couldn't see the moon approach or exit right, the sun. That one I'm going to watch. Yeah. Um, it's on my yeah. DITRH short list. Or if you go onto the app, the, what about eclipses? Uh, it's in there. I think it's in there. Or just go to my YouTube channel. It's there. We're going to wrap this up in one yes. minute. And I want to make sure that everybody here has had their anything they were dying to say, something written down, a question for Dave. Let's anything left we can vet, but then we'll wrap it up. Okay. Or, I have, or, yeah, go ahead. well, I have a bunch of questions, but Dave, oh, Dave, this has been on my mind for a while. So I'll ask you this, this one. Okay. You're very uh, left-brained, I think. I'm very right-brained. I want to hear in your own words, what really motivates you to awaken people to flat earth. Yeah, so um, I hate 
the deception of this world. I hate the, how we are living in the zombie apocalypse. There's people out here that have no idea what's going on. You guys, we're not even all on the exact same page, but we're awake and aware that there's deceptions in this world. There's people walking around that believe that the government's here to help us. There's, you know, our kids are screwed. <laughs> Our kids are screwed. This world is being taken over in such a way. I had a high paying company where I was making good money and I walked away from it this year, right? To do this full time because what's motivating me is there's not going to be a world left for our kids. We're, you know, our thoughts create our world. So they feed us in movies. They're pre-programming us in television shows and movies. What book were we all forced to read in high school? 1984 by George Orwell. We all had to read it, okay? We are, George Orwell is rolling over in his grave going, man, I wish I thought of that. That's crazier than my book, okay? What's going on right now is worse than 1984, but they're programming us, okay? So what motivates me to do this? I cannot sit back and watch this world be stolen from us when it doesn't have to be. We are the many, they are the few. That's what I admire about you. That's what I find inspiring in you. You are motivated by that transformative effect that takes hold of people who realize everything we've been told might be a fabrication. Is that fair? I used to, people used to say, Dave, this is their only, only, only excuse is, Dave, everything can't be a conspiracy. Tell me one thing that's not a conspiracy. And I go, Sully landed the plane on the Hudson River. Remember that? But guess what? That wasn't real either. Okay, really? I got nothing. I got nothing. Come on. I know. It, it was a little high. Tom Tell Hanks played Sully. Okay. That just annoys me. That he's yeah, so yeah. annoying. And, but and what? You, Are you saying it really didn't happen? It didn't happen. Why? Tell me. I, why? I don't know why. Right? I mean, whole, how do you know it didn't happen? Because I looked at it. I know it, it did happen. But. Listen, stoplookthink.com. It might be there. Stoplookthink.com. If you want your mind blown, I heard the you know, ATC bring food and water. It's, there's so many, they had back then, they had so many different plane crash hoaxes. Why? I don't know. Maybe it had something to do getting us ready for the, you know, the, what they're doing now with flights. I mean, we may never, I may never fly again. I'm flying to Flattoberfest, which is a Flat Earth conference in October. Um, but it might be the last flight I ever take with what's going on in this world. Also, the magician's theory of distraction, the big action covers up the little action. That's a big right. action. There's right. no telling what the little action it covered up could have been. Yeah. So, so guys, I, I appreciate you having me on. Um, Super you know, fun. You came highly recommended, Dave. Thank you. The app I have one so quick many- question before, yeah. before we go. go it, is, it, is this belief intrinsically connected to God in the Bible? Is, so are there atheists that believe in the flat earth theory? I was an atheist. I, uh, I, I used to listen to a podcast and I was like, oh, this guy's awesome. He's hammering 9-11, whatever. And then all of a sudden they'd mention God or Jesus. I'm like, done, you're out. And I discount everything they say. And I'm like, I'm out, right? And I, was, I would have nothing to do with God or a creator or anything. And then I, I looked into the trying to prove the globe. And when you realize the globe isn't real and you realize what the flat earth is. It's not a disc flying in space. Like they're, you know, like they want you to believe. Um, Then you realize it's intelligently designed. And then you realize, Oh fuck. It was intelligently designed. That means there's a creator. And that's where I stop. I stop right there. I go, there's a creator. You figure it out. 
You figure it out. And now if you start looking at, you know, the Bible has over 200, there's a video called 200 verses, uh, Bible verses that talk about flat earth. And it's in there. There's one verse that talks about the circle of the earth. Well, guess what? My table's a circle, a pizza's a circle, a coin's a circle, and so is the earth. It's a circle on a flat plane. Well, I think that, that pretty much does it. That's a great place to end. And I can't tell you guys how, what a pleasure it was to hang out with you and have my mind expanded. The, the last thing is um, you may, if you take comments on your social media and stuff, you'll notice that the haters will, won't offer a single proof. They'll just say, moron. They'll just call me names. They'll call when you idiots. They called my show. Somebody they'll say, at me, they'll say we've known for him. 500 years. Look, last point, I want to make one more point for your listeners because everyone brings up sticks and shadows. Aristophanes with the sticks and shadows, he figured out the shape of the earth 500 years ago. And he's the, he'd be the most famous mathematician um, back then. But there was other mathematicians that came out of the same area in the centuries following and none of them ever mentioned him. The, only, the earliest mention you can find of Aristophanes and his Sticks and Shadows is in 1985, mid-1980s somewhere. There's no book before the mid-1980s that talks about Aristophanes. He was created, he never existed, or this the experiment never happened. He might, have, he might have been a person, but he never did that experiment. It's all nonsense. And the Sticks and Shadows works perfectly on a flat earth. For example, I got, I'm holding up two fingers here. If I had a light right here, there'd be no shadow here, right? But that light over here would create a shadow, okay? You can do it on your table. So if you put, a, if you put two bottles on the table and held the light over one and then looked at the angle of the shadow, do some math, you could figure out what size sphere your table is. It's the all same right. there it is. faulty logic. <laughs> all right, Dave. So we're going to put this all on our YouTube channels, on our podcast. Keep in touch. I'm at Monica Perez Show on Twitter. So I don't know if you tweet. Um, I, I, uh, the FE podcast, the FE for Flat Earth, the FE podcast. Not a huge tweeter, but uh, go ahead. If you guys all send me links to your shows, I'll share them. Can we um, rattle through, guys? How, like, just say who you are and what you're doing real quick. Just the, anywhere the, on the way. I, I have the Flat Earth Podcast Facebook page, but the best way, get the app, okay? And uh, you, there's all the information's there. If you want to find out about the true Earth, check it out. The Flat Earth Sun, Moon, and Zodiac Clock app by Blue Water Bay. All right. That's awesome. Thank you. So we have the Truth of Theory podcast. We have Erase the State, and we are the Propaganda Report. And, Bri, what's your, what's your podcast called? If Andy agrees to it, we're going to go with Aliens at Ascension. And right. you can find us at contactinget.com. So if you want to listen to the podcast or if you want to contact ET with us, go there. That's the place. We'd love to have you. Right on. And I'm going to check out some of your awesome features on your app, Dave. And we'll see you guys next time. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thank yeah. you. And thanks for hosting, e -Roll.